Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Thursday morning and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. We're in here uh, on a rainy Thursday morning. I feel like I've said that every day for a long time. But nonetheless, a little rainy out there, but uh, made it in nonetheless. Canoe, paddles, everything worked just fine this morning. But uh, Thursday morning's always cool because it's Friday Eve. It's, it's the day that, uh, you, you know, you kind of lead up to the weekend. We've got some fun things to talk about. Uh, last night's Maryville boys game, number five Maryville versus number one Cleveland. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about this Mel Tucker situation. He's officially announced as the Michigan State head coach. And to talk a little bit about, did he make an improvement? Was this a big move? Is this a better job? Discuss that a little bit. And then we want to talk about uh, Miles Garrett getting reinstated. I want to talk a little bit about that. And then want to talk about the Lady Vols. Got a big game tonight uh, as they continue to uh, to try to get out and, uh, and get out of the shadows of what was Lady Vols basketball and get to what is Lady Vols basketball. Build that thing back up and do a lot of nice things. But uh, kind of open today's show again uh, if you went to the the if you went to the gym last night and watched the Maryville Cleveland game, both the boys or the girls, you may still be out of breath. You know, congratulations to Coach West and and the ladies. They get the sixty two to sixty overtime victory uh, in Jim Campbell Gym over Cleveland, and that's the ladies' game. But really, um, the boys' game battle. Uh, was something to be seen. You know, I, I went in there because I wanted to see, you know, I think I think anytime you, you know of a of a top player, you want to validate that, or at least I do. Uh, what I mean by that is I, I like going and saying, what is that bar? You know, I, I think, you know, T. Hodge served as that for a lot of people around here this past football season because he was a Division One University of Tennessee SEC player. And you're like, what does that need to look like? How does that look? What, like, watch him and find that dynamic that makes him a D1 SEC prospect. And and, and very fortunate, uh, I had 15 opportunities uh, to watch him play, or 15 uh, games. He actually had some injuries, but but nonetheless, got to see that firsthand wh- where that gear was when we needed it the most. So. Uh, I think that was the same case here for me uh, with Cleveland. Of course, uh, we'll be doing the 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 Maryville Alcoa game Friday right here on WKBL and on our sister station WGAP. But I wanted to see this number one, number five matchup. These Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland team, number one in the state against our Maryville Rebels, number five in the state, and it didn't let us down. You know, early in the first quarter, uh, you come out and 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 Cleveland's got a little bit of an edge. Uh, they they come out and they've got a couple players that don't miss. If you put them to the line, they don't miss. 
and then they play really good defense. They're quick. They're they're headsy uh, when it comes to cutting to the to the rim. And and, and I thought early on uh, that that made you know that made Maribel a little uncomfortable. But as the second quarter kind of drew close, uh, they they adjusted, uh, went on their own little run. I think I think if I if I remember right, it was on a 10-3 run uh, in favor of the Red Rebels, and they go to the halftime 28 all tied and I thought that was a victory for Maryville at that rate little did I know it was going to get a little bit a little bit better as the as the third quarter came to an end Maryville had a nine-point lead taking it to the fourth quarter and I I think in the in the game of in the game of basketball when you're the underdog even though you're at home to be able to take a near double-digit lead to the fourth quarter you got to feel pretty good about yourself but as they've done most of their season from from reading paper clippings Cleveland knows how to come back. They don't give up. That's why they're now 26-0. and uh, they, they, they storm back and actually take the lead late, and Maryville has to battle. Uh, they they kind of tied up. Cleveland goes ahead, ties it up. Cleveland goes ahead. And then Maryville has an opportunity late in the game, down two, or maybe down four. It's down four to come down, take a shot. Joe Anderson, the the sure-handed fella, uh, gets near midcourt, and he was I, I don't know what you mugged. He was he was he was nearly taken out. <laughs> it was a pretty hard foul. Uh, they give him a flagrant, which means two free throws and possession. New life for the Rebels with just under ten seconds to go in the ball game. Uh, Joe Anderson made both free throws, drawing it to within two, and the and, and basically the Rebels had a, had a decision to make. They had to take a timeout and got their 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 collective group together. Um, he said, I, "I, Mark Eldridge, head coach, said I thought Joe would make the shots, and I thought we were going to get a three and win the game. To be honest, he said the pandemonium that would have ensued uh, has never." <laughs> has never occurred. He said Cleveland denied Anderson the ball on the ensuing inbounds pass, forcing senior guard A.J. Davis to throw it to senior forward Ashton Maples. The Tennessee Tech football signee fired a low pass to junior guard Josh Seiler that prevented him from taking the three-pointer uh, Maryville wanted. Instead, Seiler drove to the basket and slipped. Davis corralled the loose ball near midcourt and heaved it as the clock expired. Uh, t- on good on good trajectory, just not enough, and sealed the deal. 62-60, the loss uh, to number one Cleveland. That ends Maryville's 20-game win streak on the season. A 25-4 team now, uh, or 23-4. I'm po- sorry, um, team now, and they uh, they are they are one to to watch. Man, they they physically uh, they can do a lot of things, and and they are doing. Uh, all they can uh, to to do uh, to to win basketball games. Just Cleveland's a, the team. There's a reason they're undefeated. You keep saying that, but you know I think Coach Eldridge will look back and uh, and he'll say um, he'll say you know you know and uh, he'll say a lot of things. And I think there's things he knows that they can go back and fix. And I think he knows how close that was. But I think he can't let 
you can't let last night define this season. This has been a great season. A two-point loss to the number uh, to the number one team in the country uh, is 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 no small feat. Uh, in some in some people's uh, book, you, you know, um, that's as good of as, as a victory. You, you know, some people's book, uh, you can look at it and. And they would they would take that. That's that's a that's something they'll put in the paper as a victory. I don't think Maryville basketball is going to do that. I think they look at at late game turnovers. I think they look at at how to to scheme up that that scenario just a little cleaner. And I think they look at how to do, how to play offense against a defense that's that hungry. And and, and at that rate, uh, we'll see what happens. But I think uh, y- you know, all of that being said. Uh, it's one of those games that I'll remember. Uh, I'll remember for a long time uh, because the battle that was Cleveland Maryville. That that I haven't seen numbers numbers two, three, and four, but it'd be hard pressed for me to see how the matchup was any tighter between uh, between number one, number two versus this. What I saw last night, one versus five. Great game. Great game for for both teams. Again, Coach West and the ladies get the victory over Cleveland, and the the men fall uh, to Cleveland, the number one team in the state. So uh, a lot of good things happened at Maryville High School. Really, really nice crowd there last night. Great to meet a lot of people. I met Drew Crowder's mom. Uh, it was cool to to talk to her. It's funny. Uh, small world, small town. Uh, my wife works with his sister. I met his mom last night, and I called him to a state championship back in the fall. So small town feel gotta love it so love all those things that i got to see last night again blunt broadcasting basketball rivalry series will be tomorrow night the the second part same same book different verse uh, as we will do maryville alcoa part two uh, of the blunt broadcasting rivalry series uh, and, and be excited to do that myself jude ellison and chris hips will be on display and we will put on whatever uh, successes that the the rebels and lady rebels uh, put on the floor but uh, I'm going to jump off here take a little quick break and uh, listen to these fine sponsors when we come back we're going to try to get Boone on and talk a little bit uh, a little bit of sports here as it's a rainy Thursday but we're talking nonetheless you're listening to the grind 100.9 FM 850 AM and streaming at WKBL.com we'll be right back Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 
Rule King is proud to offer firearms and ammunition at the lowest prices every day in our stores and online at rkguns.com. And if you're looking for consistent performance from a long rifle round, look no further than Armscore. A box of 50, 22 long rifle, 36 grain, high velocity hollow point rounds from Armscore is just $199. Check out arcadeguns.com for an amazing selection because firearms and ammunition will continue to be part of an important American tradition at Rule King, America's farm and home store. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Join us for the Blunt Broadcasting Basketball Rivalry Series, Maryville versus Alcoa. Game number two of the series is Friday, February the 14th at Alcoa High School. Girls action starts at 6 p.m. and the boys take the court immediately after the girls game. Wayne Kaiser will be courtside to bring you play-by-play of each exciting minute of the action. You can hear the games on WKVL 100.9 FM and WGAP. 105.9 FM, AM 1400, and on the live stream at WKVL.com. It's the Blunt Broadcasting Basketball Rivalry Series, Maryville versus Alcoa, on Friday, February 14th, starting at 6 p.m., right here on WKVL and WGAP. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got golf? Iguanifarmsgolf.com 970-7132 Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com That's K-N-I-G-H-T Shift Printing at gmail.com check them out on facebook and instagram you don't want to miss it it's well worth it we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion this is sports radio from a fan's perspective you're listening to the grind 
on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. Welcome back. Again, hope you're, hope you're drying off if you're on your way to work uh, as the rain continues to come down. Uh, I don't have a rain gauge. I feel like this would have been a really good year to have one. I just feel like it would just be overflowing over and over again now. It's like one of those you look out and you're like, we know, we know. But uh want to kind of give some uh, shout-outs here uh, at the open of the second segment. Raiders Youth Football. Fairview Raiders Youth Football sign-ups will be this Saturday, February the 15th, 10 to noon. Uh, where will they be? William Blunt High School Cafeteria, ages 7 to 12, can sign up. Again, Raiders Youth Football sign-ups will be this Saturday, February the 15th, 10 to noon. William Blunt High School Cafeteria, ages Seven to twelve, and I know I know a lot of people are like, "I'm not letting my baby play football." And again, that's I completely understand. You know, there's too much information now to not have uh, some hesitation uh, to letting youth football. But I would I would suggest just because talking with with some of the coaches and and of course uh, some of the guys that I work with are coaches. Uh, there's a lot of things that have come down from you know basically you know, at the state level, at the league level, uh, that have, have really pushed some player safety. And I, I think it'd be interesting for, for people to talk about that and to, to ask those questions uh, before just culling that out. So, if, again, if, you're, if your little boy, little girl, uh, wants to play a little football, Fairview Raiders youth football signups this Saturday, February 15th, 10 to noon, William Blunt High School Cafeteria, ages 7 to 12, can sign up. Uh, get out there, check it out, ask questions, and make that call. So, uh, again, Fairview Raiders Youth Football. But as we come back from the break, you know, again, talked a little bit about Maryville Rebel Basketball, and I hope you heard the commercial at the break. We'll be doing uh, the Maryville Alcoa game this Friday night, uh, Valentine's Day, and maybe not a lot of love lost. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll, of course, do that game on both stations, WKBL and WGAP, and be excited about doing that. But uh, – you know, I think as you, uh, you know, I think as you do, uh, you, you do basketball and and you do different things. Uh, you, you you want the opportunity uh, to see it at its best level, uh, and and I think as coaches and and possibly as as people who are are in the coaching profession of of sorts, uh, talking about Mel Tucker, I'm going to move right on into this. Uh, I, I think they want to, uh, they want to do things uh, at the highest level, uh, and when I say that, um, when I say that, he leaves Colorado after one season, uh, five and seven season, and goes to Michigan State to be their new new guy. I, I questioned yesterday: is that a is that a good move? And I couldn't get a good answer. I, I couldn't answer that myself without like digging a little bit. So since I dug a little bit, I'm gonna dig a little bit, uh, a little bit more for 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 the listener. Colorado 
is not the the cream of the crop in the Pac-12. I mean, I don't think anybody anybody puts it there, but but I'm saying, you know, I think immediately you go, oh yeah, Michigan State, that's a lot better job. Yeah, I don't know that. I, I don't know that that's to be the case. You know, I I don't know that that's that's necessarily a fair statement. And what I mean by that is. Yeah, you may you may go up in the pecking order for the conference. I think your competition goes up tremendously. You know, the thing that I thought Mel Tucker would have success with at Colorado is the fact that he was going to coach defense, and they were probably going to play good defense in a conference that doesn't really care about defense. And 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 the Chris Peterson fans out there that say, oh, Washington played some defense. Oregon has a little bit of defense. It's kind of like, I'm not going to argue, but I'm going to say it's kind of like, you know, like this shirt is, I mean, it's $5 good. Like it's worth $5. It's not a, it's not a $15 good, but it's a $5 good. I would agree with that. I would agree that that's kind of a, a thing, you know, but to, to say that, to say that uh, I'm gonna like you know poke around and um, and, and say that 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 any Pac-12 school is just a, a defensive juggernaut that nobody wants to play, I, I just don't think that. So I thought Mel Tucker was in a good spot at Colorado because of expectations being low. He could build whatever he wants because the facilities were were very dated. Uh, they you know it was kind of one of those they wanted him, and I feel like in some rate that's a that's something to be had. Michigan State doesn't necessarily have that dynamic. One, there amidst some some recruiting violations, allegations, allegations of recruiting violations. So I, I don't know necessarily where that sits, you know, that point right there. But I, I'm just sitting here, and I was looking yesterday, and I and I pulled up the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and, and if you look at if you look at the Pac-12, let's start there. Let's start there. Pac-12 conference member schools. Uh, if you look at, at University of Arizona, I, I don't know that they're – I think they're better in basketball, but I don't know where you, you put them better or worse in football. I'm going to say better. Arizona State, better now, but probably not always has been better. Cal Berkeley, better than Colorado. Uh UCLA, <laughs> probably right on par, probably even. Now, somebody and that traditionally and, and things like that, you can go a different way. I'm talking about right now, probably UCLA, Colorado on par. Uh, of course, Colorado at Boulder, University of Oregon, they're, they're the they're number one. I mean, they're the number one in the Pac-12, no bones about it. Oregon State on par with Colorado. Southern Cal, a smidge better, but not a whole lot at the moment. Stanford quite a bit better. Utah quite a bit better. Washington quite a bit better. And now Washington State. I say, uh, I, uh, I I don't think uh, they're they're necessarily uh, up to snuff right there. Um, 
it's it's one of those deals. Hold on, we're we're having some technical difficulties. I'm going to take just another quick break. Uh, listen to these fine sponsors, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll dive into this a little bit more. But things are things are going to get worked out, and we will be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. To celebrate 100 years of outstanding economic progress in the Blount County community, the Blount Chamber is pulling out all the stops by bringing in America's number one corporate and private party band, Party on the Moon, to the new event venue at the Airport Hilton on Saturday, March 7th for their anniversary celebration concert and dinner. The anniversary celebration kicks off from 6 to 7 with a lively cocktail hour of music and interactive displays, followed by an outstanding buffet and three hours of non-stop performance by Party on the Moon, the 13-member band. No stuffy speeches, this live band has something for everyone. General admission tickets to the event are $100 each and can be purchased by calling 865-983-2241 or online at bluntchamber.com. The Hilton is offering discounted hotel room rates of $99 for members wishing to stay overnight, group rates of $500 for six admission tickets, and $1,000 table rates for 10 tickets. For detailed information, visit bluntchamber.com. A workshop on human trafficking is presented by Natalie Ivey, Executive Director of the Community Coalition Against Human Trafficking. It'll be 10 a.m. to 12 noon, February 22nd at the Chilhowee Club, 223 Clarion Avenue in Maryville. Parking is behind the building. It's open to everyone. For more information, contact Jamie Daly at 865-661-9055. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the Property Squad studios at WKVL 
and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and, and wanted to jump to the phone line here as as we're going to talk with with Booner. Had a little technical difficulties, but we don't let that stop us, do we, Boone? No way. Too much going on. Too much happening. But Boone, uh, you, you know, a lot of things has happened. I don't know if you heard the uh, the opening part of the show, but I went and watched Maryville and the number one team in the state, Cleveland, play last night and and had a great time there. You talk about – I don't know that, you know, I think a lot of teams that says, well, we've never played them. Maybe we're the number one team, and maybe they are. But I'm just saying, I, ne- I don't think I've ever seen a high school game that every possession was that contested on both ends of the floor. It was, it was an awesome environment. Yeah, and with all the athletes on Maryville's team, they take a lot of pride. I mean, they love playing somebody – ranked that high and they're like hey we'll play with you let's see what happens out there hey i uh by the way sat right up there close to to coach randy lambert and he told me to tell you hello uh but uh he was great he was in there watching a lot of those young blunt county talent uh put it on the floor yeah what a showcase you like to watch uh the athletes that play both sports just see how they transition Get an idea of how they're going to do in college, too. Yeah, I tell you, uh, you know, UAB commit, football commit, A.J. Davis was was a monster on the floor. I thought uh, Tennessee Tech football commit, Ashton Maples, uh, did a lot of good things. But you want to see a guy who's smooth as silk with a basketball in his hand, you need to see Mr. Joe Anderson. I mean, he's he's uh, he's, he's he's smooth, Boone. Silk coming in there. Love it. Coming on in, but bring music. But there's, yeah, right, yeah, tw- tickling the twine. Ain't that what they said? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, yesterday was a big day for sports. I mean, you talk about Miles Garrett getting reinstated with the Browns. Uh, basically, got a six-game suspension, which is the equivalent of what most people get for PEDs. So, obviously, you know, nearly decapitating someone uh, only means six games now, but. Uh, Mel Tucker leaves Colorado after one year and takes the Michigan State head coaching job, uh, and and it was just a it was a day that was going to ride pretty low on the list, and uh, and it sparked up a lot of discussion points. Yeah, I knew Michigan State was looking for somebody that that's that fits in with a lot of what you're talking about. It's 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 weird seeing somebody come one year and then willingly just leave. I mean, he must have really been attracted to some opportunities, and <laughs> I think he was. Uh, you, would really, think it, you would stay there after one year and try to prove more, though. I think he was really attracted by some dollar signs, just to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, seven days ago he signs the thirty-fourth best recruiting class in the country, which for Colorado, I, I feel like was not a. That's not a shady class. I mean, that's probably a pretty good class, probably one of the better ones they've had in a long, long time, but. Seven days removed from that, he had a he had a, a recruiting or a, uh, a you know one of those little caravan events you know where he goes around and talks to alumni, and he's like, I'm here, I'm about to build, I'm you know he hashtagged a bunch of stuff, and then uh, the next day Michigan State comes back in and swings a little heavier this time, and all of a sudden he's a uh, he always knew he wanted to coach at Michigan State. Tell you what. Uh, you start waving dollar signs and you see the the true character and motivation of individuals. I I just have a question, Boone, and and maybe you can provide a little bigger scope on this. 
is that an upgrade job? I mean, I think in some regard it is, but does it, does the pressure also turn up a little bit? You better believe it. I mean, I'm going to assume he's he's going to have to deal with Michigan, Ohio State, Purdue, and the likes, and uh, yeah, Penn State, maybe, Wisconsin. Maybe, maybe yeah. Oh my. Maybe he's just got a shot of confidence with the really good recruiting class and translate it to the other school, but it better be good money because it's going to be really hard as a newcomer to come in there and compete against this Ohio State and the likes. You know what I'd like to know? Just the one dynamic of his contract that I'd like to know? His How long he's going to be there without – His buyout. <laughs> yeah. Just because I feel like when you go five and seven, you've just not proven to me that you're that you're just big time head coach. And a lot of people say, well, Boulder, well, Colorado, they don't have a lot of facilities. They don't, you know, it's hard to recruit there. I, I'm just I'm just throwing these these people out there. You know, Urban Meyer did it at Utah before Utah was anything. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's you know, Chris Peterson did it at Boise when all Boise was known for was blue turf. You know what I'm saying? So right. I would have, yeah. If I was Mel Tucker, I'm sorry, and I understand. But when I think when you go from that, I would love to have the the conversation in my own mind. Do I want to make three and a half mil a year or five and a half mil a year? You know, I would love to have those burdens on me. But in my mind, and 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 again, layman sitting here not making those those figures. I mean, I'm probably two or three zeros away from where he's he's sitting but here's the thing i just feel like you know you you know how fitting you are you know what i'm saying you know that you you may not have it all figured out as a head coach i mean heck jeremy pruitt he's pretty much turned his whole staff inside out because from year one to year now going into three a lot of things has changed. The nuance of your coaching style has changed. And so, for me, I would have looked at myself and said, you know what, this is a really good opportunity and I want to be really graceful in how I handle this because this opportunity may come back. But I'm going to stick right where I'm at and I'm going to show everybody, whether it's recruits, whether it's administrators, where it's everything, that I can do it here, that I can do it big here. And then maybe the next job's not Michigan State. And again, you can you can plat your hi- hierarchy however you want to. But maybe the next job's not Michigan State. Maybe it's Notre Dame. You know, maybe I it's think, a, maybe it's Alabama. I think you got everything turned around. What you're really, really working hard for is that great recruiting class. And you've got it looking at you. And you, you talked to them, honestly, gave them your feelings. And then money makes a, a total fake out of you. I think he made a mistake. Um, speaking of which, Wayno, you know what really shocked me? Of course, uh, you and I talked about it. We didn't think too much about it. We said, we'll let it play out. Is I was really a little bit shocked that the uh, rocker left. But as the clock just kind of ticked, and I think he was actually working there without a contract, but the thing I really loved, I mean, I got into it, the connection with his son and uh, cheering for him at Vanderbilt baseball. And then Rocker uh, talked to Reggie White. He had a really, really young team. And uh, 
Reggie came and spoke to him. He, he said he never forgot what Reggie tell him, told him. He was desperate. And he said, what do you do when injuries and transfers and everything hits you and you're playing with little wet behind the ear green guys? And Reggie said, you talk to them like they're older. You make them think like they're older. And you force them to play like they're older. You just change the reality. I really love that, and I like what he did. Um, I'll throw something out and listen to your response. Um, is it – I read where basically we were uh, 10th in recruiting, but ESPN said Tennessee is actually 7th. They were the lone one that pumped us up there. Is it possibly true that Rocker missed out on two really big uh, defensive linemen, which would have – really bumped up his um, prestige with us and maybe kept him. You think that's the reason he didn't go is, I mean, super job coaching him up to another level, but not quite getting some big recruits. Yeah, I think I think when you talk to Jeremy Pruitt or, or when you, you hear him talk about recruiting, there's a, there's a certain glow that comes out. Recruiting's king with Jeremy Pruitt. He has enough confidence in himself, his, his, his coordinators, that he knows that he can get them where they need to be, or at least he feels that way. So it, it's good to be a developer, but you have to be a recruiter. He would if he's going to sacrifice on either on either corridor. It's going to be on the on the on the coaching it up standpoint and get the good players here. And and maybe some people don't agree with that, but I think Rocker had no. I don't want to say no flaws, but I think he had few flaws in the development side of things. But there was comments that came from multiple recruits that chose other schools that they didn't feel like they had a a solid relationship with Tennessee. And it was in his recruiting area. So I, I think, you know, they 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 ended up, I think Rivals actually had us at seven as well, Boone, but we were like fifth or sixth in the conference. I think that's where Jeremy Pruitt understands is you he doesn't being to be a number whatever in the country is a good deal. You don't play everybody in the country. It's about where you're going to sit in your conference and the fact that guys that he was looking up at in recruiting were people were three and four teams that are on his schedule in 2020. I just don't think that sat well with Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Like, like we talked a little bit about it back in January that at the end of the month, you know, the contracts come up for Chris Rumpf and uh, and, and and Tracy Rocker, uh, and once it passed January thirty first, and you had heard nothing about a renewal or a you know a, a bonus or anything like that, I knew it was just a matter of time because people don't work for free. Yeah. Well, Osevet, we haven't talked much about him. Uh, a lot of the media basically have said uh, there are rumors that. Pruitt wanted to update his recruiting and they were throwing out the possibility, well, maybe his other hires are less, shall we say, less experienced, but Osevet, that tight ends coach, he's supposed to be a, a super bright mind and he's he's been off the field in a developmental role, but now he's on. Um, he's supposed to have a lot of high energy. I noticed that too, but Obviously, Pruitt has a lot of confidence in this guy's enthusiasm and his ability to establish relationships with the guys, the possible recruits, don't you think? Oh, and I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think he's already he's already developed 
relationships off the field because he's kind of the setup man. You know, he's the he he kind of does some analytical work or did some analytical work in the in the way of like reviewing film, grading talent. You know what I'm saying? So he already knows that mold, and and to be able to insert him at the tight end spot, move Niedermeyer to linebacker. I think that just shows a little versatility on both those guys' perspective. But I don't know if you remember me sharing this or not, but when I went to that coaching clinic a year ago, right? Yeah. He was a support role. He was off the, the practice field. But it was it was it was very evident that his opinion mattered because they would talk to the line coach, they would go talk to the coordinator, and then the one who would clean up, bat a little clean up for, for for the the fussing that just happened was Joe Osevet. He was the one that kind of calmed him down, said, "Okay, bare bones. He wants you to do this this way because this done." Sounds like a really steady voice. I mean, if he want, if you need him to be the guy who's kind of the calming presence, you depend on him a lot. Can be a lot of potential there. But I do know, uh, I do know he's got a. I don't want to say a mean streak, but he can he can flat snap the snap the cord if he needs to. Because there was a, I think it was a linebacker. I can't remember. He was in the rotation. And he was on the side, and he was talking to the managers and like squirting them with water bottles. And I really thought he was going to turn him inside out. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Wayne. Quickly before I leave here, uh, we've desperately been trying to figure out Mister Bowden. I'd like to shout out some some congrats to him. Um, I read where he's now tenth on our all time uh, three point list. He's made 173 career threes. Man, if you set me out there and you said Boone, I'm gonna check back on you in two days. I don't believe I would uh, be anywhere close to 173 three threes. I think. Do you think possibly that was like in the back of his mind? Oh, I'd be so cool. I got to I got to get in the top 10. He forced it a little bit and possibly he's going to really relax and play some upscale ball out. I hope <laughs> I hope Boone I, I I really do. I I I'll hold to where I've been most of the time. I think he's a good player. I think he's got a a, a quick twitch about him. But I just I think he's having a hard time transitioning to getting the the one and two best defenders on the team versus the the fourth and fifth best defenders on the team. I think I think he's forcing a lot of shots. He's not confident in, in his stroke. You know, when he goes up, he's not releasing at the top of the jump. He's he's kind of releasing coming back down, which I think is kind of throwing that timing off. But I think he's better than he was, and I hope he's not as good as he's going to be by the end of the season. We're going to need him in this stretch run. Seven games uh, to go, four of them being on the road. Uh, first one being this Saturday at South Carolina. I think I think you 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 learn from what you saw against Kentucky. You take the the good things that you got from Arkansas, and then you just you just pour it into these last seven games. And I love how last streak has continued. Yeah. I've been pushing Eve Ponds. I, I've been going out on a limb here, but I was quite pleasantly surprised when I saw his name mentioned with a phrase. Uh, possible SEC Defensive Player of the Year. How would that be? You know, I think it would be a great, great piece to, for him to add. And, and you know, if he if he gets a block in these last seven games, I, I don't know how how you keep him away from it because the the kid just 
he doesn't foul out. You know, and a lot of times when, when people are really good defensively or they're really aggressive defensively, let me back up, they foul out a lot. Eve Pons knows how to play within his body. And, and you know, you talk about last year and even maybe his freshman year, that was something he knew nothing about. He was a bull in a china shop. You, you, he had two fouls before we got to the 15-minute media timeout. You know, he's made 24 games with a block. What I would like to know, you know me, I'm a numbers guy. No. I would love to know if that's an all-time Tennessee record. Have you heard? I have not. I have not. Yeah, that'd be way cool if he, if he got 31. He's really going to have to pick it up. I know I was watching the game the other night, and he's just zero body fat. What are we going to do with him? I know. He looks right? like a beast out there. I tell you, he looks like when he jumps, he looks like whatever, like a kangaroo. I don't know, but he he's flat getting up there. I, I see, and and you know you can do it one time. You know OBJ Odell Beckham. You know he had that great catch, and then you know they kind of lived off that. There's been multiple times this year. Eve Ponds, they'll snap a picture, and I don't even know if this was at the at the height of his uh, of his jump. His shoulder is uh, is level with the rim. Amazing. I'd just be happy if my shoulder was level with the net. I'd be happy if I could get ten inches off the floor. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I gave up that goal a long time ago, Boone. Long about probably about fifty pounds ago. Hey, the uh, the red piglets with with the raised hair on on their back, man. They're they're working out these proud comments, though. Um, we're one of nine teams in the nation to have not suffered a 10-plus point loss that was coming into the game. <laughs> yeah. A little humor there. Yeah, but do you, do you Coach see Barnes, what – do what? Coach, uh, Coach Barnes, in my opinion, has a marvelous chance for motivation. They, they've played their best defensive game. I would love to see him jump on the bandwagon and, and just start putting them down in a joking manner and say, you haven't even come close to your best game. <laughs> you you can score one with 90. No one thinks you can, you know, just challenge them. And uh, you've not come close. Right now you're on the very verge of doing something unbelievable offensively. And uh, with Chef Santi over there cooking up recipes on Rocky Top, if he'll just continue. I mean, this is a guy, like you said, with the language barrier, still trying to adjust to the SEC, still a freshman. I'm I'm so excited where we're possibly going. If, if it gets much hot, much hotter, I don't know what we're going to do. I guess we'll have to throw him out of the kitchen. Well, yeah, the jerseys will go from orange to red. I mean, it's just fire gets hotter. <laughs> you never know. But I'll tell you, Santiago Vescovi's a fan, uh, he, he's a he's a he's a fan, a pretty pretty dynamic player. I, I don't know if that's a good enough word for him. But what I loved about Arkansas, and you could smell the bacon all the way here in Maryville, but. Uh, I loved the fact that we we didn't play a perfect game. We didn't play our best game, so we've got some things we can get better from. But we just kept playing, you know. And, and I hate to go back and, and compare, but I feel like you know when the when the 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 foundation is laid, use it as a as a measuring stick. What I saw last night in that Cleveland Maryville game is what I want to see out of Tennessee basketball. I want them to be so hungry on both ends of the floor that every possession is its own highlight film. You know what I'm saying? 
Exactly. And, and the thing is, I think that's what they did against Arkansas is they weren't they weren't confident with a twelve point lead. They weren't confident with an eight you know point lead. They even weren't confident at a twenty point lead. They were still as aggressive as they ever was, and they they just continued to fight, fight, kick, claw, and scratch because they wanted to win that basketball game. And if they can stay hungry like that, granted, I don't think we're going to win seven in a row. Can we? I think so. But will we? I'm going to bet on the negative. But I'm going to say Tennessee, if they take that same energy on the road, South Carolina can't handle us. Vandy dang sure ain't going to handle us here. And then Arkansas is going to have a hard time in Fayetteville. And then the Kentuckys, Auburns, and Floridas of the world, We'll hold on. We'll put our seatbelts on and see what happens. It's funny you should mention that. My next comment was going to be that I absolutely love this Gaines kid. I mean, he's a freshman, Devontae, but he gets it. Yeah, if the, he the if he had twenty more pounds, he'd be. I mean, it'd be amazing what he could do. Oh, the team watches him. He wants it so badly. He just he energizes every guy on the team. And the entire fan base. I mean, you go in there and you're so hungry, like you said, with Maryville's attitude, that you have two steals, one block, and a drone charge very early in the contest. I think that was one of the reasons we got to such a level. We did not even allow Arkansas to make its 10th field goal until they're, uh, I mean, they did it, but they were saying it was like nine minutes left in the entire second half. Well, and the thing is, is they didn't get double-digit field goals in either half. I think it was eight on one side and nine on the other. It was terrible. That's the volunteer spirit right there. Well, and the thing is, is when you're not when you're not equipped, when you're not big enough, fast enough, strong enough, you just got to be mean enough. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying play dirty, but I'm just saying you've got to want it more than they do. And I think you know if anything happened, we frustrated Arkansas. Like I said, we stayed on the ball. There wasn't a whole lot of you know standing around, which has been kind of the M.O. of these young players. And I think they just dug in and said, you know what? We've lost a bunch of games, but we ain't losing tonight. And, and you know, they, they just turned it up. Did Santiago, I was listening to one of your shows. You were suggesting he drive in, penetrate really close, kick it back out to Bowden. Did they insert that any? What would be neat is even if Bowden was covered, you could have ponds over there well, on what, the next wing beside him. Yeah, what they've been doing is is kind of not necessarily a trailer, but they've got somebody cutting on the baseline, and when they crash on Vascovi on the left side, he'll just dump it. And usually it's ponds down there for an easy dunk. But, you know, I, I didn't see him kick it out as much, which they, they had some length that was going to give Vascovi some problems. But, I you know, I like the little dish. Once, once he's down, like, probably, you know, the little, you know, do not touch arc that they've put in. Right. You know, once he gets in there, he's got a, he's got a couple dish options to Fulkerson or Ponds. So, I, I think they're they're doing something with his, uh, his aggressive driving ability. Well, I love it. My privilege to call in. I mean, you know me. I, I've got to put my two cents in when we light up the nation's top three-point defense. <laughs> and we actually get up to – almost 40 percent on our threes but uh coach rick barnes get on them and just convince them they've only scratched the surface we've been patiently waiting but you and i have noticed and uh i was listening to one broadcast by you and i'm sitting there thinking wayno makes it sound like a 
Coach Barnes has got to come up with some special toughness drill to to really get these guys to scratch and claw and and get a little meaner and I don't know what exactly he could do. Well, I mean, he could probably do a little bit of that Randy Lambert talk and uh, get that broom out. I don't jump know. off the board and fight in midair over the uh, the basketball loser yeah. league towns a little LOL. Yeah, I don't, I don't know L-O-T. if uh, that. I guess I don't know if that's legal anymore, Boone. But you know, we've got to we've got to figure it out because I, I think this is a team that's got a bright future. But they, I, I think we want a bright present. You know, we don't we, we don't want to say, well, what a wait till next year, wait till next year. We just don't want anybody to want to play us this year. And I think Arkansas, if we can build on that, if that's the pinnacle, then that's that's nice, and that's that's going to be really close and scrappy with some of these really good teams. But if we can build on that, then we're a team that that come late February, early March, people's going to be like, "Gosh, we got to go to Knoxville," and I love hearing that being said. Yeah, and I'll I'll even put it out there. I mean, uh, I'm going to say it out loud to all the listeners. Chef Sound Santiago, six o'clock Saturday night at Columbia, South Carolina. He needs to look through his favorite French cookbook and come up with some <laughs> Southern cooking for a little boiled chicken or chicken wings, maybe chicken fingers on the barbecue or something. Yeah, yeah, chicken fingers. <laughs> I like it. A uh, little fried Frank Martin, maybe. I don't know. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, good hearing from you, Wayno, and. Uh, we're on the rise. We gotta stay with them, carry them on, and Coach Barnes earning his money if he'll just keep going. We can only hope, man. Well, I appreciate you calling in. Have a good one, man. All right, bye. See, Mister Boone calling in on a Thursday edition. A little treat there, but uh, trying to trying to spice it up here on the grind. But you, you know, Tennessee has has a lot of things that you want. They have a lot of things that they're giving you, and youth is one of those. You, you like having young players. Uh, you know, at, at times you don't want to be a complete team of young players, but that's what we've been dealt based on uh, quality players coming and going, and then also, uh, you know, just attrition through graduation. So Tennessee has got a got a you know a little bit of a tally in front of them that they've got to build on, and I hope that they can do that um, there this weekend in South Carolina, but. Uh, you know, a few little announcements as we as we kind of finish up today. Got about five minutes to go. Uh, again, want to mention Raiders Youth Football signups uh, Saturday, February the fifteenth, ten to noon at William Blunt High School Cafeteria. Uh, ages seven to twelve can sign up. Again, stop by, ask questions, uh, get your kids signed up, boy or girl, uh, to play football for the Fairview Raiders. Again, it's grass cutters. I think uh, you know. I think they've got two or three different classifications, but you can sign up Saturday, February the fifteenth, ten to noon, William Blunt High School cafeteria. Check that out and get signed up. Uh, also, want to give a little shout out to Forty Second Street Four Two SD dot com. If you're in the in the need for marketing or want to build your brand, uh, these are the people to to do it. They're the people I have doing it currently. Uh, and the people I would recommend, uh, 42SD, 42nd Street, right here in Maryville, off McCayman Avenue. They are a group that is interested in in taking your vision uh, to completion. They're they're one of those those companies that they don't tell you what you should do. They hear what you want to do and make it happen. And I, I love that part of it because, uh, you know, at, at any rate, 
things are things are 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 special to people, uh, and, and it needs to stay in that that realm. And they surely allow you to do that. They do website design, they do social media uh, hosting, and different things. And they can and even paper products. So get with them if you want to become from a hobby to a professional. Uh, get with Forty Second Street Four Two SD dot com. Talk to Mike. You'll talk to Miss Jana first, but then uh, Mr. Mike will get on there, and then they'll they'll take your uh, your ideas and make it happen. So four two sd dot com. That's Forty Second Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Again, want to want to plug a few little things. Again, we're gonna do the the Blunt Broadcasting Basketball Rivalry Series tomorrow. Uh, again, uh, Maryville Alcoa. Maryville just coming off the 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 two point loss to the number one team in the state. Hungry to get back on their winning ways. A twenty game win streak stopped just last night, so they'll be looking to get off to another streak there Friday night. Uh, Valentine's Day, so again it could be a date night situation. Get some food, come out watch the ball game, or or romantics in the house. Get the food, take it home, listen to it on WGAP. You can do it all right here. You can check it out on WKVL.com as well as it's streaming there anywhere you want to be. And then and then also want to give a shout out because two great sponsors really stepped up and made this rivalry series happen. And that's Whitlock and, and Company uh, Tax Preparation. It's that time of the year again. If you need tax preparation, document prep, or you just need a good CPA to take care of you, uh, check out Whitlock and Company. They've been servicing Blount County, Maryville for a long time, and they continue to do so under a new name, but the same great CPAs. Check them out. Uh, they are special here in the Blount County community. And then also El Himidor Mexican Grill. Uh, El Himidor, and you talk about Miguel, great dude. Went down there and met with him to talk about sponsoring this series, and uh, and he was, he was very open to it. You know, a lot of times you call and, and you get the – you get the send me the rate sheet, and we'll talk about it. Never to be heard from again. <laughs> I mean that, and I get it. I get it. There's a lot of different, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that are going on that maybe this isn't the best avenue for them to market. But El Himador said, "Come down, talk to me, and let's work this out." And so Miguel, thank you. We sat down with him. He got this done, and he said, "I want to be a part of both games. I want to be a part of this series." And he hooked on and and showed out really and did a great thing for 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 the basketball rivalry series and then also uh, set us up really good uh, moving forward. But uh, you got to check it out. It'll be tomorrow night from Alcoa High School and on WGAP fourteen hundred AM one hundred five nine FM and then on WKVL right here one hundred point nine FM and eight fifty AM. But if you like what you've heard today, and, and again. Check us out. Give us a chance. Uh, we're, we're not your Knoxville station, but we're your local station. We're your source for sports right here in Blunt County. Uh, check us out on Facebook. It's the Grind On Sports page. Check us out. Like that page. Uh, there's the Grind On Sports Twitter page. That's where we put polls out every day and talk about just, just national sports and kind of get the feel out there. Instagram at the Grind On Sports. Uh, check us out. New to Instagram, so again, kind of be the fresh start for us on that one. Uh, of course, SoundCloud, you can search us, The Grind On Sports. And then YouTube, The Grind On Sports. We have a channel, again, a fresh alternative right there. Google Play Music, you can get our podcast. And then, of course, Apple 
podcast. Search The Grind on Sports. All that stuff is right there at your fingertips. If you like it, get it, follow, and enjoy. But, hey, we're going to get on out of here. Don't forget, top of the hour, Jason Swain and the Swain event. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on.